0: Good afternoon everybody, this is Lewis from Business Blues and Booze and I guess I'm doing a new thing now where I'm the book guy because I like to read this classic making fun of the nerd uh, situation here at our little podcast, but uh, what I would like to talk about today is Digital Minimalism and Deep Work, which are two books that were written by Cal Newport who is an associate professor at Georgetown University in the DC area, and he graduated with a computer science degree. So that's the perspective that he looks at things at. So it's kind of interesting to have somebody from that background telling us that essentially technology, the way that we use it now, is incorrect, or at least not effective, and it's actually closing us off from each other. So what he talks about in these two works, deep work is about focusing on what you're doing essentially Minimizing our distractions and achieving our goals quicker. And he uses that example uh, throughout the introduction and the rest of his book, versus digital minimalism, which is kind of an expansion of that topic. And he even mentions that in digital minimalism after writing Deep Work, he realizes there's a lot more to this, that the distractions, the social media are actually draining our social function. And we are, people are social animals, the assumption that he's making. And we need more in person and over the phone interaction not texting not messaging not liking each other's messages but talking hearing someone else's voice these are the things uh, that we should focus on as a society that is where we actually get utility and me coming from an economic background graduating with a bachelor's in economics i like to think of things in terms of utility So we define that as essentially a level of happiness. So how much happiness do you get from using social media versus how much happiness do you get from interacting with somebody uh, one-on-one or group setting, but actually seeing someone I know during the COVID uh, pandemic, that's harder to do. However, uh, you can still see people during social distancing, just don't come within six feet of them. You can still talk to them on the phone uh, he does not advocate necessarily for video chatting. Um, it's not really a main focus of the book, but over the phone calling, uh, it still gives you some of the effect of what talking to someone in person would be. Video chat is kind of clunky, um, and we've talked about it a little bit on our podcast outside of this segment, um, but that was, that's kind of the main focus is you're getting little bits of utility from likes online, people liking what you're seeing, but then it's an addiction you keep it up, and you're never able to achieve the same amount of utility that you got that first time. And it, felt, it sounds like an addiction, and that's exactly what it is. That's what your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter have become now, It's these addiction machines where they have you come back to like this content, to post, and it makes you feel like you're actually integrated into a society where you're communicating. But in reality, no one's actually connecting in person, and that is what uh, Cal's whole thing is uh, with this phenomenon. So he proposes a 30 day cleanse and it is essentially getting rid of everything that you do not absolutely need technology wise uh, for 30 days. So if you like in Netflix watching that stuff's all gone, all of your social medias, unless you nest you absolutely need those for your job or for school um that is the main focus and he his results found that many of these people after they reintroduced things a couple didn't exceed the plan fully um but most of these people when they they got back on they didn't even want to go on facebook anymore it just it didn't give them what they wanted they found their happiness they found their pleasure and leisure from uh what from some of them even would chop down tree like cut wood like something outside activity yard work even, and it sounds like, ooh, who wants to yard work? But you get pleasure out of it because you're actually doing something. You're not wasting your time online. So that is the main takeaway uh, from that is that you're actually gaining something in your life of value versus those little momentary improvements of your actual personal happiness can get outweighed uh, by the fact that you can see someone else's post that a lot of you can kind of fake your happiness online. So seeing someone that's doing that um, can bring you down and you don't get that kind of buzz or whatever from liking anyway. So that's the main takeaways. I thought it was very interesting. Kind of hard to apply in a world now. But you can still set up times to call people. I mean, the video chatting thing, again, not really advised here. I'm more talking about, hey, here is a couple hours a day I will respond to emails. We can turn those into phone calls. That's how we'll communicate. Call me, try and hang out with me, you know, down the street, uh, let's talk across the street, put your mask on, say hello, see somebody. That's what we're going for here. We're not just going for, let me text everyone. Let's go on Instagram and watch someone's live stream. Like that's not, that's not the goal here and there's better ways of interacting and this can still be done in the pandemic based on the rules we have to follow. So that's my main piece on what I'm reading right now. Um, I wanted to do a brief follow-up with The Economist, where I talked about the school's reopening that was proposed that I didn't really like what I saw, and some of the readers agreed with me. There is this piece from a, a consultant child and adolescent psychiatrist who starts their part with saying how dismayed they were to read it, which I agree with, I was pretty surprised that they actually would say that um, because a lot of their claims scientifically about children bringing down the work at home or mental states at home, a lot of that was kind of misrepresented in this piece, and that was their biggest concern. Uh, There's people from the perspective of pupils, people from administrators that actually work for the schools saying that, yes, of course, in-person is better, but we need to work how to get there first. We can't just open up, especially how I brought up uh In New York, there's a couple cases of a new problem associated with Corona, where there's some kind of heart failure in, in children in the area. I know it's the most densely populated area of Corona, but that's the main concern. So it was a follow up of people being like, no, you know, we like your pieces in The Economist, but this one didn't make any sense. I'm a pretty disappointed to read it. So kind of reaffirming what I said, but just. Think intelligently about your arguments, make sure all the information is there. And that honestly ties into deep work, which I can dive more into at some point in the future, also by Cal Newport that I mentioned, where really focus on making your work efficient and, and effective, don't distractions, whether distractions are social media or distractions are maybe for political means. Maybe you're trying to achieve this goal and your data doesn't actually meet what you would like to accomplish. Don't publish that, please publish facts. And then, of course, you can make your own interpretation, but we need to see something there that isn't misguided. And that's really tying uh, this article with the books that I've read together. That's what I've been reading recently. I appreciate your time. Again, this is Lewis with Business Blues and Blues. Thank you again for listening, and have a fantastic rest of your day.